Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Big Sky Breakdown, playoff edition. Happy to be here with you, Coulter Nuanez. Big Sky Breakdown, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms, as well as SkylineSportsMT.com. A little bit different order this week. Usually we give you the analysis first and the interviews second, but uh, our guy, Ty Gregorak, he's been on some calls for his, uh, his real job, his day job there, working for Striker Orthopedics, so we'll be able to catch up with him a little later on this week. So in the meantime... We got a jam-packed slate of interviews for you from across the Big Sky Conference and across the FCS. We'll get things started with Giovanni McCoy. He is a freshman quarterback for the University of Idaho. He was the freshman of the year in the Big Sky Conference and to help lead Idaho to the playoffs for the first time in more than 25 years. He's also a finalist for the Jerry Rice Award. We'll also hear from Idaho head coach Jason Eck. Recapping Idaho's season, it was a good one. Came to an abrupt end with a 45-42 loss in Louisiana to Sela uh, over the weekend. But still a great year for Idaho. We'll also hear from Brandon Weldon. He's a first-team All-Big Sky senior offensive lineman at Sacramento State. He goes through just what makes the Hornets offense so tough to stop and how Sac State was able to surge to an undefeated season so far uh, through the regular season and the number 2 seed in the FCS playoffs. We'll also hear uh, some interviews that appeared Throughout the last week on Nuanas Now, my daily radio show, which you can hear live on 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as SWX Montana Television. And uh, you can also listen to live or archived on the ESPN MT app or uh, on the Nuanas Now podcast. We caught up with Malik Flowers, record-setting senior kick returner for the Grizz football team. He took a kickoff 80 yards for a touchdown, his seventh kick return for a touchdown in his career tying the all-time FCS record. So we caught up with Malik about that special moment. We also hear from Trayton Pickering, who is a uh, junior tight end for the Montana State Bobcats, the pride of Sunburst, Montana. Former six-man football player who's really made his way and become a very good player there at MSU. Uh, he helps us preview the Montana State-Weaver State matchup. We also caught up with Weaver State wide receiver Ty McPherson, a second-team All-Big Sky selection uh, as Weber makes their way to Bozeman for a rematch after that wild game on October 22nd, in which Montana State persevered 43-38. to And uh, then we also have a couple members from the Montana matchup, and we'll share with at least one of those interviews with you here, Cody Mauck. He is a uh, senior offensive lineman for the North Dakota State Bison. They host the Montana Grizzlies on Saturday. So there is your interviews slate for the week. Appreciate all of our great sponsors for helping bring the Big Sky Breakdown to you. Blackfoot Communications. Couldn't do anything we do without their uh, extended and constant business development. Uh, if you have a small business, go check out Blackfoot Communications Connect to More program. Uh, great for helping accelerate your small business. Also, the Big Sky Breakdown presented by Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. JV Restaurant Supply, your home for everything kitchen. Nick Tabor and Westpac Wealth, as well as Town Pump. Town Pump's been keeping us fueled up all football season long. Couldn't do without them either. Town Pump by the mile. One of the great promotions we've had here at Skyline Sports. Appreciate Clancy and the folks over at Town Pump for keeping us fueled up all football season long. Without further ado, here's Giovanni McCoy, one of the great young quarterbacks in the Big Sky Conference and the FCS here on the Big Sky Breakdown. Big Sky Breakdown rolls on our FCS playoff coverage and five teams from the Big Sky Conference qualified for the FCS playoffs. Four remain alive Montana State, Sac State, each coming off buys, and uh, University of Montana moved on as well uh, with a win. Idaho 
lost in the first round to southeastern Louisiana, one of the thrilling games in the first round of the FCS playoffs, 45-42. We're joined now by Giovanni McCoy, who is the uh, outstanding freshman quarterback for the Idaho Vandals. Giovanni, thanks for joining us, man. How you doing? Um, I'm doing good, and I, and I appreciate you for having me. First of all, just take us through the back and forth of that game. I mean, just so crazy. The, the the swings. I mean, you guys are up 21-10, then you're down 31-21, then you're up 35-21, then you're down 45-35. What was it like just try to stay in it with uh, all the momentum swings and all the scoring that happened in that game? Um, well, it was a a very good game, and as you said, um, it went it went back and forth. But um, but our thought process our thought process on offense was just to 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 try to score um every time that the ball is in our hands. And just uh, and just to try to take as much pressure off our defense as possible. You threw that pick six, which I'm sure was frustrating. But then you throw a 75 yard touchdown on the very next play. So what you see there? How was Jermaine Jackson able to get open, and uh, how are you guys able to, to score that one late? Our coach dialed up uh, um, uh, a shot play. So so that's my first read, and then if it's not there, then then I just go on to my next one. But um, but of course. Um, that guy's just uh, a great playmaker and and um and just finds a way to get open. And I just saw him downfield and gave him a chance and, and of course that's exactly what he did with was um was when and made a play. Well that was one of the, the key factors in your guys' season, not only your progression but also just the playmakers you had on the outside. I thought when it all was said and done, I thought two of, if not the two best receivers in the big sky, certainly two of the most productive receivers in the big sky were Hayden Hatton. And Jermaine Jackson. So, uh, just talk about those guys. I mean, how were you able to form chemistry with them so quick here? And uh, what sort of elements do you think each one of them brought to your offense this year? Um, I would just say that uh, that um, that just all started during the off season with spring ball, and um, we just uh, we just we just went out and um, and and just put put like the time in and just and just got better every, every day. And um, those guys both just 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 bring so much to to our offense, and they just go out there and make big plays each and every game, and, and just give our offense a really big boost. So it's great to have those guys. Giovanni McCoy here on the Big Sky Breakdown. He's Idaho's outstanding freshman quarterback, the freshman of the year in the Big Sky Conference, and a finalist for the Jerry Rice Award given to the best freshman in the FCS. Giovanni, what'd you think? When you heard that you won freshman of the year, um, I was um, very excited. Definitely, certainly, uh, a lot goes into all of that. But you sort of coming of age this year was one of the great stories in the league. So, um, how do you think you grow? You grew this year. I mean, what what were some of the challenges you faced, and how were you able to overcome some of those challenges? So as our games went went on, I would just say that. I got a lot more comfortable playing and um and just very settled in and um yeah so I would say that that that's probably the the biggest aspect that I, I grew in. How much do you think just uh, having a new coaching staff and sort of a, a fresh opportunity helped you? Um oh um that was a very big uh, big role that um that came into play. Because um, it was just a um, a fresh start for for everyone, and um, and um, it was just a fair game and a fair shot. So um, 
I would definitely say that that played a huge role. And your guys' success this year was was a fun story to follow, uh, but obviously I'm sure you're probably hungry for more now that you tasted the playoffs and and uh, you guys do have such a, a talented core coming back. Yourself only a freshman, Hayden Hatton only a sophomore, uh, J- Jackson only a, a junior. So what is the level of motivation like? I mean, how do you guys feel coming off the playoff loss now and uh, going into the off season? Uh, we all we all uh, know that that um that uh this is that this this would be a very tough off season and um and um that it's just time to just to just uh put in um work that we have to come back even more strong um for for our next season. Giovanni McCoy, the freshman of the year in the Big Sky Conference here uh, on the Big Sky Breakdown and a finalist for the Jerry Rice Award. Bonnie, thanks for joining us, man, and uh, best of luck during award season. I'm sure we'll uh, catch up with you down the road here leading into this next year, but congratulations on a great year, and uh, thanks for spending some time with us, man. Thank you for having me. Blackfoot Communications just launched new business services delivering big value to smaller firms. With reliable voice, fast internet, business-grade Wi-Fi, and around-the-clock support, Blackfoot ensures you remain connected to your customers, employees, and communities throughout the day, every day. For more information, go to blackfootsmallbusiness.com. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any Town Pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. Big Sky Breakdown, playoff edition, and uh, already crazy to see uh, all the things that have played out in the playoffs. The three Big Sky teams that played on Saturday, crazy results across the board. North Dakota gave Weber all they could handle there in Ogden. Back and forth down in Hammond, Louisiana, between Idaho and southeastern Louisiana. And then Montana comes back from a 24-3 deficit to beat southeast Missouri State and move on with a 34-24 win. We're joined now by Jason Eck, the head coach of the Idaho Vandals. And coach, how would you sum up that game? Because it was crazy to watch, man. It was like, you guys were up two scores, you're down two scores. You're up two scores, and it just went back and forth all the way down to the end. How would you just sum it up? Well, it's a great game for a fan to watch. I mean, you know, 42 sco- points were scored in the fourth quarter. You know, so it was an exciting game. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't as much fun to be on the, the losing end of it. But, uh, you know, I, I think that's what playoff football should be. You know, an intersectional game, two teams from different conferences that are both good football teams. And I thought both teams were really resilient in the game. Neither team, uh, you know, hung their hat, hat when uh, bad stuff happened and kept battling. And, uh, you know, in the end, they made a few more plays uh, than we did. So hats off to Coach Selfo and his team. And, uh, you know, disappointed we couldn't, uh, you know, be one of the, the big sky teams. It would have been awesome for the conference to get five teams in the Sweet 16. But, uh, you know, for us, back to the back to the drawing board, we just got to get a little bit better. Take me through uh, the fourth quarter because I thought that your freshman quarterback, Giovanni McCoy, showed – uh, great resolve in, in keeping you guys in it. He had the, the pick six that could have been devastating, but then he throws a touchdown on the very next play and uh, gets you back within three and then leads what almost was the game-tying uh, drive. So 
What did you think of his performance? How was he able to stay in it? I, I thought he performed very well, and, and that's kind of been a calling card of uh, Giovanni. He's got great emotional stability. You know, he doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low, and, you know, kind of like in the Montana game when he threw the uh, interception to 58, which was a really big play in the game, and we got down uh, a couple scores in that game, and then he led us back to the touchdown before the half. You know, it was the same thing in this game. You know, we, we look like the game might be done. We're down 10 with four minutes left, and, uh, you know, he makes a big play and a great route by uh, Jermaine Jackson to, to get a 70-yard touchdown, and, you know, it was, it was huge to score so quickly because that got us, uh, you know, that, that let us uh, – you know, have enough time where we didn't have to onside kick. We could kick it to them, and we got to stop and, you know, got the ball back with enough time and just came up a little short. So, uh, you know, very happy with how Giovanni did this year. We got to keep getting better at the line of scrimmage. You know, I think we can protect him better uh, than we did in this game. He took, a, he took a few big hits in the game and kept battling back. So I think that's, that's probably, to me, our biggest offseason project is we got to keep getting better at the line of scrimmage, O-line and D-line. The, uh, the, the final drive, getting back into field goal range, I mean, just such a heartbreaking way – uh, for you guys to lose that game. But, I mean, d- just take me through that part of it. And, uh, I mean, you must have been at least pleased to to have an opportunity at least to tie the game at the end of the game. Yeah. You know, like you said, especially, you know, any time you're down by 10 with four minutes left and you, and you could say, all right, we're going to have a chance to send it to overtime in the last play, uh, that would be great. But, uh, you know, there's some learning moments. You know, I think the, the first play of the drive, uh, you know, Giovanni kind of scrambled right in the middle of the field and then tried to go, you know, he was kind of inside the hashes and tried to run out of bounds. But, you know, I think we had a, that's a good teaching moment for a young quarterback. You know, usually when you're between the hashes, you got to just try to get north south and get us five yards because uh, we ended up like losing the yard by him going sideways, uh, trying to get out of bounds and didn't. Then uh, he had a nice 15 yard pass to Hatton. Uh, we mixed in a run that got out of bounds, which was a big play. You know, on second and four, I think we had a guy who had a chance for a big play. He missed him. We ended up kind of checking it down and gained three yards. On third and one, we picked up a first down. You know, we ended up get, getting sacked, but there was a penalty, which was big. They face-masked him. Uh, they got us a first down. And then, uh, you know, with, with 20, with I think we had about 15 seconds left. We tried to take one shot to the end zone, but they covered it well. With 11 seconds, you know, we had no timeouts. We sent out the field goal unit. They called timeout. I, I kind of regretted when they called timeout that we shouldn't have ran one more play to get closer. You know, I think our, our worry with the, the play with uh, 11 seconds is that if you, uh, you know, if you take a sack or get tackled in bounds, you're not going to have time for another play. But I think after they called timeout, we probably could have had enough time to really go over that in the huddle. So I, I kind of regret, you know, we could have maybe turned that 39-yard field goal into a, uh, you know, 33-yard field goal or something. But, uh, you know, Ricardo's a good kicker. We have confidence in him. You know, he was second-team all-conference. You know, I, I told the team afterwards it shouldn't have came down to one play. Jason Eck joining us here on the Big Sky Breakdown. University of Idaho head coach, his team coming off a 45-42 loss to southeastern Louisiana in the first round of the FCS playoffs. Uh, but, Coach, tons to be proud of this year in your first year there as the head coach. I mean, how would you sum it up? What were the, the keys to success for Idaho this year? What did you think of your run through the Big Sky Conference? And uh, how were you guys able to make the playoffs there in your first year leading the Vandals? Well, you know, I'm pleased with the team. I'm, I'm pleased with the season. You know, I, I, I thought I, I told our coaching staff this in the preseason. You know, I didn't tell the players this, but I, I thought our – our avenue to the playoffs was we had to sneak one of the games where we were going to be a big underdog, and I kind of thought that was 
you know, our two Power Five games, and then at Montana and at Sac State, you know, who were two teams picked very highly, and we executed that. We we snuck one of those games out, and then I thought we'd have to be six and one in the other games that you know teams were probably more similar to us, and, and we were able to get navigate that. It was a little disappointing because as we got better through the year, I thought we might have a chance to win all those games and go seven and zero in those games. But UC Davis did a great job of us, so uh, against us to beat us. So you know, I, I think this is a solid first step. I think for us. Uh, and that was my message to the players right away is, hey, we're not going to be able to sneak up on people anymore. You know, we got to make sure that we really attack this offseason and make great strides. Uh, you know, our, our schedule now next year, you know, we ended up missing two of the, uh, you know, obviously there's four playoff teams besides us, and we missed two of them this year, you know, with Montana State and Weber. And we picked those guys, we picked them back up. And the three teams that we missed next year, uh, you know, none of them were playoff teams. You know, uh, we miss, we miss uh, Portland State. Northern Arizona and Cal Davis. So our, you know, our schedule is going to be tougher. We're, you know, we're not going to surprise anybody. So we got to really attack this off season, and I think we got to make as big of a jump as we probably made this year for us to be a playoff team again next year. What does it take then to, to make that jump? I mean, how do you hope to to keep your guys motivated? And I'm sure that probably starts with a lot of the guys on offense, particularly. Uh, your quarterback, who had such a great year, Giovanni McCoy, was the, the freshman of the year in the league. So I guess to start with him, I mean, uh, he was one of the surprises in the league this year. I know that you guys really liked him internally. What is the next step, though, for him? What did you think of his freshman year? What's the next step for him? Well, I think it's a tremendous freshman year. I mean, to be the conference freshman of the year and you know, third-team all-conference quarterback in a league that has a lot of quarterbacks is saying something. Uh, I'd like to see Giovanni add some some mass this this year. You know, he's been kind of this year he played between 170 and 172 pounds, which I don't think is ideal for a Division One quarterback. Uh, you know, so would love to try to see him add some bulk this off season and get uh, you know 10 pounds of muscle mass, which uh, you know hopefully will help him you know, take on his his share of hits and, uh, you know, just help his uh, durability. You know, he ended up missing one of our 12 games this year because of injury, and that's, I think, always going to be a concern as long as he's in that low 170 range. But uh, I think he's got great chemistry with our, our receivers. Uh, that, you know, I think from the the throwing aspect and that, I, I don't know if there's a ton of improvements he can make, but I, I think just physically getting uh, a little bigger, getting a little more body armor can be a step for him. And you got to love that you got some really talented skill players coming back as well. I mean, Hayden Hatton was as good as anybody in the country the second half of the season, and Jermaine Jackson also an incredibly explosive guy, a couple first-team All-League guys. So uh, that probably has you feeling optimistic as well, right? Yeah, you know, I, I you know, with, with Hayden and JJ, I don't know if I've ever been a part of a team that's going to have two thousand-yard receivers coming back. You know, so you know, really, you know, for them, it's not as much getting them better. It's we got to make sure they're here. You know. I probably, when I get off the phone with you, need to call some boosters and keep working on some name, image, and likeness stuff for those guys, you know, because uh, see if we can connect them to the right people because uh, those guys are great players. You know, I, I see, uh, you know, the receiver leaving Idaho State is already picking up Power 5 offers. That tells me both of those guys are certainly guys who could play at the Power 5 level. So we got to do a great job. And I think those guys are having a great experience. So I have, I have nothing that would tell me they would leave, but uh, they're, they're great players and would love to have them back for another year. Jason Neck. Idaho head coach here on the Big Sky Breakdown. Uh, last thing for you then, Coach, I mean, what's next? I mean, I, I know that it's crazy because college football, it never ends, and I'm sure you guys are already at least thinking about jumping into off-season mode. So uh, what's uh, the next couple weeks look like for you leading into then the next nine or ten months? 
Yeah, this week we're we're meeting individually with all of our players, both as position coaches. And I'm, I'm gonna I sit down with each player on the team and vi- visit with them, and uh, you know, kind of go over you know where they're at right now, what, you know, what we view their strengths at as a uh, as a player, what they need to work on as a player, and and kind of where they stand going forward in our program. And you know, the next two weeks we'll be out on the road. Uh, you know, I'll be rooting for the Big Sky Conference now that we're eliminated. You know. I'm, hoping that the Big Sky can have a, a great week again in the playoffs because I think that's good for the conference as a whole. So hopefully uh, the Big Sky can go 4-0 this week and get you know four teams in the round of eight and then you know, be on the road for a few weeks, sign, early signing day, which we hope to sign a majority of our class on December 21st, get a few weeks to re- recharge over the holidays. I uh, finally got my family out here with me, which is exciting. And then, uh, and then you know, we've got to have a great uh, off-season back with our strength coach in January and then getting into spring ball at the end of uh, March and April. Jason Eck, head coach of the Idaho Vandals. Coach, thanks for taking time with us throughout the year, and we'll catch up with you soon, but thanks for being here today. Hey, you take care. appreciate it, Colter. Blackfoot Communications continues to lift up our local entrepreneurs, delivering the resources needed to transform ideas into businesses. Our C2M beta program was founded with the mission to connect local entrepreneurs to more. With access to more professional expertise, more state-of-the-art technology, and more development resources, our 12-week program delivers the foundational and modern skills required to transform influential ideas into thriving businesses. Apply today at goblackfoot.com slash apply. Also have to thank all of our Fit During Football sponsors as well. I've been trying to really keep the fitness honed in, keep the mind fresh. I made a lot of health changes in my life, gave up the, the drinking, gave up the boozing, and uh, been trying to eat as healthy as possible. And so been staying on track with the help from the guys over at uh, Nutrition on Reserve here in Missoula as I sit here in the Garden City. The uh, High protein intake. It helps you a lot. It helps curb the appetite. Helps also helps with muscle recovery. Helps you feel fresh. My mind feels great, and uh, it helps you work out a lot harder as well. So that's been a, a welcome addition for me, and also been hitting hard at both the Hype House, uh, which is a cycling and strength studio. Awesome place, very welcoming environment. Totally outside my comfort zone, but they have awesome spin classes, but also awesome strength classes too. So you can get your lifting in over there as well and uh, get some high resistance type training. That's uh, really good for building that lean muscle mass. And also got to say thanks to Hot House Yoga. They've been great as well, uh, helping me relax, wind down, you know, but it does, it kind of juices you up a little bit too, you know, because you you get to sit there and be with your thoughts and stretch it out. And it's very challenging physically too. A lot of body weight strength being built as well, but you kind of just get to be, you just get to be, and you get to let let go of things and and really explore your own mind. And uh, it helps you return to center. And then if you're doing it early in the day or in the middle of the day, boom, you hit it and charge hard towards the rest of the day. So God, thanks all those great sponsors for uh, helping me out. If you want to learn more, you can visit all their websites, Nutrition on Reserve, Hype House, and the Hot House Yoga Studio. But check out all those fine sponsors if you're trying to get fit. I promise you, you won't regret the decision. Big Sky Breakdown rolls on the FCS playoff edition of the Big Sky Breakdown, and we're joined now by Sacramento State offensive lineman Brandon Weldon. He was a first-team All-Big Sky selection for the Hornets. They went undefeated this season, not only in the Big Sky Conference, but also throughout the entire regular season. Now they host a second-round playoff game against the Richmond Spiders on Saturday in Sacramento. Brandon, thanks for being here, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Just happy to be here. First and foremost, just tell me about the the regular season because very fun watching you guys. You guys came into the year 
uh, with high expectations as the two-time defending Big Sky Conference champs. But I think even took another step, going undefeated, beating Colorado State uh, in the non-conference, and then running the table in the Big Sky. And uh, for anybody last year that said, hey, you know, unbalanced schedule was favorable for Sac State, well, <laughs> you guys went out and and beat Montana and Idaho and, and Weber State three weeks in a row. So definitely went out and proved it this year. So uh, just take me through it. What were the keys to success for you guys this year? I think the keys for, for success for us was just uh, basically just figuring out what works for us. I mean, we've had last year we had a, a bunch of different keys, a bunch of different a bunch of different weapons that we were able to use. But I think this year we were able to just figure it out that we are a team that is able to run the ball when needed. We can pass it. I mean, our defense is – and they show that they can be lights out. They can stop people from scoring. So I think this year was like us actually coming together and figuring out what really works for us and how to win games. Sac State's offense, too, is so diverse and so fun to watch. I mean, sometimes it looks like you guys are running – you know, the true spread, throwing it all over the place, and then other times looks like you're running, like, the spread option. And I know a lot of it depends on who's playing quarterback, Jake Dunaway or Asher O'Hara, but also a lot of it seems like uh, a lot of what you guys can do up front, too. So, uh, I mean, what's it like playing in an offense like that? How are you guys able to be so diverse? Like you said, I mean, it depends what the quarterback we have in there. But, I mean, both can do both of them. They both, they both can do either part. I mean, Jake and Ash can both run. They both can pass uh, exceptionally well. So, I mean, we have certain plays that uh, works better for maybe some and uh, works better for maybe uh, other quarterbacks. But, I mean, for us to be diverse, we just have a great offensive line. We're able to move around. Uh, we're not too big, so we're more we're more athletic offensive linemen. We're still strong and able to move people around, but we're able to move side to side. Uh, we pull a lot. We can do a lot of different things. So it opens up our offense because we're able to be there to block, and then we have great receivers that are able to catch the ball and block and. Of course, we have uh, phenomenal running backs that can do anything in the backfield. Well, one of those running backs, certainly one of the most fun guys to watch in all the Big Sky Conference, that's Cameron Scadaboo, and he was the Big Sky Conference uh, Offensive Player of the Year. Well-deserved for sure. How would you just, for people that haven't watched him, how would you just describe how he plays and what's it like blocking for a guy like that? Uh, Cam, he's just a, a unrelenting force. I mean, you give the guy a ball and – Rarely, probably never, you'll see you get tackled in the backfield. That guy is always going to be able to make uh, make someone miss, run somebody over. He's going to get those yards. Uh, blocking for him is it's easy. So, I mean, once you get in front of somebody, you know he's going to hit the hole, and he's going to hit the hole hard, and it's going to take more than one person to bring him down. So, I mean, it's great to have a running back like him in the backfield. Brandon Weldon joining us here on the Big Sky Breakdown. He is a senior offensive lineman for the uh, Sac State Hornets. They are into the FCS playoffs for the third year in a row after a third straight Big Sky Conference championship. I want to ask you about your offensive line coach, Brandon, because uh, Chris Richardson, I I sort of learned about him when Troy Taylor first landed at Eastern Washington, and I started learning about Folsom High School and and some of the incredible uh, numbers and and, uh, accomplishments that they had there together when when Coach Richardson and Coach Taylor were kind of the co-head coaches there. Since he took over as the offensive line coach, though, uh, what have you learned from him? How would you sort of describe just his style as an O-line coach? Uh, coach Richardson, his, most of his style is uh, put yourself in the right position to be successful. Uh, what I mean by that is, like, the splits they use on a play, uh, your stance. He always say, don't put yourself in such a big stagger, meaning, like, don't have your foot too far away from the other one because, I mean, you can't redirect. It might look good in uh, NFL when a guy has just a big stagger and all they do is pass protect. But for us, since we're since we do so many different type of plays, uh, he's always said like put yourself, make sure your stance is always in the right way, 
Uh, it focuses on technique, focuses on hand placement. Uh, every play, there's a, di- a different part of, like, the body you want to touch on the defensive lineman. So, I mean, he's he's real technical, but he also knows, like, sometimes a block is not going to be pretty, but as long as you get the block done, that's that's what he matters. Is it complicated schematically what, what you guys do uh, up front, given, you know, all the, the different packages you guys run and, and just how spread out and diverse the offense is? Or, or is it sort of similar uh, in what the offensive line has to do? Uh, it's not complicated at all, actually. I mean, it's funny, like, they'll give a whole different – they'll give a whole play with a lot of names, and then they'll say one play for – they'll say one word for us, and that just determines which way we're going – uh, what what play it is? I mean, it's not complicated at all. Uh, our own line play isn't really hard, which makes it that much easier to just focus in and understand. Um, I think just us being able to figure out what defense people are running, uh, it just makes it that much easier for us. Because I mean, it, each each different defense has a different has a different uh, blocking scheme for us. So I mean that's the only thing that might be a little complicated, but I mean we go we've been through all different type of defenses this year, so yeah, I just say it's not really not really complicated at all. That seems to be the way that modern football is going, and as a former offensive lineman, uh, I love it. Brandon Weldon, Sac State offensive lineman, joining us here uh, on the Big Sky Breakdown, SkylineSportsMT.com. Appreciate you for listening in. Let's talk about this upcoming matchup then. Brandon, uh, Richmond coming to town to play uh, against Sac State, and uh, you guys have continued to build this thing and, and knock down pretty much everybody in your path, but the playoffs seems to be the last hurdle for you. So uh, how motivated is this group, is this team, going into this uh, playoff game against the Spiders? Oh, we are extremely motivated. I mean, the last two years that we've been in the playoffs, uh, we haven't been able to overcome that hump. I just think that this year we're all, we're all locked in, we're all ready. Uh, we want to get this first playoff win. We want to get all the playoff wins. Actually, we want to go to the we want to go to the championship. So, I think just this year, we're just taking it more seriously. We're understanding that. I mean, we want to be able to understand that uh, football is not just the first eleven games. That we want to put all I think sixteen games on the schedule. So we're so when we were playing Weber State, we we're thinking like, okay, this is just midway through the season, and we still have uh, either the eight games left to go. So I think that's just just a change of that mindset, just getting us ready that we want to be able to come in and dominate in the playoffs and make a run. Richmond, a team that's uh, been in the playoffs on and off uh, over the years. Um, I know that we're as we're sitting here talking just on a Tuesday, probably haven't had much time to look at the Spiders, but um, in what you have seen, what do you think? What, what are some of the things that stand out to you, and uh, what are some of the keys for you guys uh, against that Richmond defense? Uh, they're really stout. They have a lot of a lot of larger defensive linemen. Uh, their linebackers, safeties, are more bigger guys. Uh, we know that they like to stop the run. So I mean, us being a deep, uh, offensive line that can run the ball and hopefully and pass the ball whenever uh, we can. So we just want to be able to get double teams, be able to move people off the line, and just uh, become a dominant force out there like we've been showing these past few weeks. Grant Weldon, one of the best. Offensive lineman of the Big Sky Conference, a first-team All-Big Sky selection this last year as a senior for the Big Sky Conference champion, Sacramento State Hornets. I hear on the Big Sky breakdown, Sac State hosts Richmond on Saturday afternoon there in California's capital city. Brandon, thanks for being here, man. Really appreciate it, and best of luck on Saturday. Maybe we'll catch up with you down the road, but thanks for taking some time today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. 
Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any Town Pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. It's time now for our Grizz Star of the Week. Usually we do this on Wednesdays, but we're doing it here on a Tuesday to get ahead of the game because there's a huge matchup on the horizon in Fargo, North Dakota. The Montana Grizzlies coming off of a thrilling 34-24 victory over Southeast Missouri State. They move on to take on the third-seeded Bison, who have won nine out of the last ten fall national championships. They are, as Bobby Hout called them, last week and this week, the gold standard in FCS football. Our good star of the week this week, a record setter. A guy who returned a kick for the, for a touchdown for the seventh time in his career, tying him for the all-time record in both the Big Sky Conference and the football championship subdivision. It's Malik Flowers, a senior wide receiver and kick returner for the Grizz. Malik, my man, how you doing? What's going on? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Uh, doing well. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, first of all... Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Of course, man. Uh, first of all, just tell us about sort of how you're feeling going into this week. I mean, everybody knows the Montana, one of the storied programs in the country, North Dakota State, one of the storied programs in the country. So with this matchup uh, on the horizon, how you guys feeling? How practice go today? How you feeling uh, on your way to Fargo? Uh, practice was uh, good today. You know, we got some done. Even though it's a little cold out there, you know, we're still managed to, managing to get out there, get the looks needed, you know, uh, get the stuff uh, done for this week. But as far as, like, going into this week, you know, it's going to be a challenge. But, you know, we accept that and we love that each and every week. So we're going to prepare just the same, you know, uh, go out there and make sure we execute and, you know, play our game of football and play it at our level. So, you know, that's just the plan uh, week in and week out. So we just want to go out there, execute this week, and, uh, it starts with uh, practice, and, you know, it started out there today. So, what we want to do? Uh, as a senior, as a guy that uh, is is playing in his last games for the Grizzlies, when Southeast mm-hmm. Missouri State's up 24-3, to what's going through your mind? Uh, a lot of emotions, but, you know, at the same time, you got to you gotta keep that composure because, you know, uh, the guys, because since that on the sideline, you know, they they need that leadership from the older guys. So, you know, we got to stay composed and, you know, keep them locked in, you know, cheering on the defense, cheering on the offense, just who who's ever on the field and letting them know that, you know, you don't want to depend on anyone else to make a play. Like, if you could go out there and make a play, you know, be that spark to help the team. So that was kind of the energy on the sideline, you know, keeping keeping everyone locked in and tuned in and just knowing that we were just one play away from getting back into that ball game. Well, then that play, well, at least one of the primary plays, happens when you have the ball bounce around off your face mask, you secure it, and boom, you're gone. So just take us through the kick return. That was certainly, in my mind, 
the key play in the game, the spark that, that the Grizzlies needed. About how to play off for you? I mean, what'd you see in front of you, and just take us through that that record-setting return. Yeah, it was kind of amazing. We knew we were, uh, we knew we were going to get a kick because of the penalty prior to that, so we knew we couldn't get. They knew we knew we couldn't uh, get it out. So uh, initially, they tried to kick it across field the junior. So I'm sprinting over there, and we're we're talking. You know, it's loud in the stadium, but uh, I let him know that I'm going to field the ball. But you know, I'm trying to look downfield at the same time while catching it, and the ball just just smokes me off my helmet. So I'm like scrambling, looking for the ball. June almost comes back to like try to grab it to help me because he doesn't know how fast or how long it's going to take me to pick up this ball. So once I actually filled it, luckily enough, you know, the guys do a great job up front. That, you know, they stayed on their blocks long enough. There were some key blocks out there that really helped me once I, once I got rolling. And then once I saw the seam, you know, just let, let the feet do the work. You know, the guys are going to stay on their blocks for as long as possible. And I got to do my job to, you know, win these guys and beat them to the outside of my feet and my feet. And I managed to do that. And it was, it was a great feeling getting into the end zone and, the stadium was insane. It certainly was insane. I, I gave credit to, to all the Grizz fans because when I first got there, you see, you see a lot of empty seats there, uh, Thanksgiving weekend and all the different factors involved, but they brought it. I thought that your kick return really ignited them, and then all of a sudden it's like bedlam in there, and uh, you guys really rode the momentum. So, I mean, how much does the crowd uh, Saturday and every time you play at Washington Grizzly Stadium influence you guys? How, how come you guys are able to ride that momentum like you are at home? Yeah, you know, uh, home field advantage is a great thing, especially when you're playing in front of Walt Grizz. We got some of the greatest fans out there. You know, it was a little thin, but once uh, that play did happen, you would have thought it was a it was a full stadium out there. It was loud. The fans were on their feet, and they were getting involved in it. You know, it made it difficult on the other team, which was nice. So, you know, uh, just playing in that stadium week in and week out, you could just feel the fire and hear the passion through the fans every second of being out there. So whether it wasn't as many that this week, you know, it still felt like it was a full stadium, you know, just happy each and every time we get to go out there and play in front of them, honestly. Malik Flowers, a senior for the Grizz football team here on Nuanas. Now it's our Grizz Star of the Week. It's presented by Bob Ward's Sports and Outdoors. If you're getting geared up for winter, you want to get all set for ski season, go check out Bob Ward's. It's behind Southgate Mall there on Paxson. You can also shop anytime online, Bob Ward's. You have been such a great kick returner, Malik, during your career uh, for the Montana Grizzlies. And part of that is just your your pure talent, your excellent speed. I know part of it's practice and part of it is the scheme. And Coach Houck has been so good for so long at uh, scheming up kick and punt returns. So, I mean, just take us through. I mean, what does it take to return a kick? And how much of it is just the scheme and preparation that you guys put in in a given week? Yeah, Coach Houck is very special when it comes to just coaching, but that special team is something different as well, you know. The schemes do play a big part because, you know, it's not just me out there. You know, you got 10 other guys uh, trying to complete a task, whether that's getting a good field position or, in some cases, scoring. So the scheme does play a big part in it, and uh, practice, you know, we, we, we take a good time, take a good deal of time at practice to go over each level, uh, go over each and every look, how it's going to hit, if things would go wrong, if we were getting pop-over kicks, onside kicks. You know, we just work in every scenario to where we get into the game, we're so comfortable with it, and we're prepared for anything they throw at us. So it's definitely the scheme, but practicing and uh, going over each and every scenario before we get into the game helps a lot as well. And you you also have a role in the offense, but your role is especially elevated on Saturday. So just take us through that matchup. What what were you able to find – 
on the outside because you had a great game catching the ball. Actually, a season high for a Grizz receiver so far this year uh, in that game. Looked like you were finding some man coverage and beating them on the outside, but just take us through. What were you seeing? How were you able to get open? Uh, you know, uh, we are just kind of taking what they were giving us. They were playing a little soft coverage to the outside, and and then press, we felt like I could get off of some of those guys. So, you know, just taking what they were giving us, you know, uh, and picking up Yak when I could, you know, uh, taking advantage of the soft coverage, finding the holes, you know, uh, and just working into those. And, you know, Lucas did a great job of getting me the ball. The line did a great job of holding up. So just, you know, taking advantage of what they were giving us and, you know, just executing when the ball came my way, when I got an opportunity to go out there and make something happen for the team. Malik Flowers here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. Last couple things for you, Malik. Um, I know it's only Tuesday as we talk here, uh, so early in the preparation for North Dakota State, but um, they have a, a pretty consistent formula over there in Fargo for how they win football games. What have you thought so far just in your preparation for the Bison, and uh, you know, how, what does it look like when you turn on the film? Uh, you know, you know they're a good. They're a good team. They do a lot, a lot of good things, and they do them well. You know, they're really sound in the way they do things, and it's kind of like us. You know, uh, they stick to their game plan. What they do, they do it very well. Whether they're basic in some parts or whatnot, they just do it at a very high level. So it's just uh, going out there and executing. That's that's what it's going to come down to. You got two really good teams going against each other, so it's going to come down to who's more sound, who makes the least amount of mistakes, and who goes out there and executes at the highest level come Saturday. Well, last thing for you then, a huge opportunity for you guys, uh, but also North Dakota State has been the gold standard. I mean, they have been the national champs pretty much every year for a decade straight. So how do you not let that intimidate you? How do you go in there with a, a confident mindset and, and embrace this opportunity you guys have in, on Saturday in Fargo? Mm, honestly, it's another team. That's how, that's how we think about it. You know, the prep doesn't change no matter who we're going against. Uh, you know, Coach Hogg did say they're the gold standard of football, and that's a great compliment to them, but we're a great team as well, and uh, we're going to go out there and show that Saturday. So we're just going to go out there, execute, play our game of football, and, you know, execute at a high level and play our, our brand of football. These Grizz aren't scared of anybody. You heard it here. Malik Flowers, record-setting kick returner for the University of Montana. Congratulations on uh, all the accolades so far, my man, and uh, best of luck in Fargo on Saturday. Thanks for being here. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Part of the glory of building a business comes from leaving a legacy to ensure your business continues thriving into the future. Have you asked yourself lately, what is your plan? Forming a personalized business succession plan is essential to know the passion you put into your business will carry on. Nick Tabor at Westpac Wealth is here to help you navigate all your business succession and retirement planning needs. Give Nick a call at 728-6699 and keep the spirit of possibility vibrant while making your future more tax efficient with a personalized business succession and retirement plan for you. College athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuanas here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, 
while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. Well, we're into December. Crazy to think we're already here. Time now for our Montana State Minute, where we feature subjects from Montana State University, and this time of year, a heavy emphasis on Montana State football. The Bobcats coming off of a first-round bye in the FCS playoffs, thanks to a resounding win over the rival Montana Grizzlies two weeks ago. We're joined now by tight end Trayton Pickering of the Bobcat football team. Trayton, thanks for being with us, man. How you doing? Thanks, thanks for having me. First and foremost, uh, we'll, we'll start with the question that I think everybody wants to know from you guys that do a lot of the blocking up front. What was it like just running the ball at will against your rival uh, Montana Grizzlies the other week? Pretty impressive rushing performance. How are you guys able to do it? No, I mean, that was awesome. I think uh, being able to run the ball like that, it takes all 11 guys out there. I mean, the O-line up to the receivers and even the running backs when we ask them to go out and block, I mean, it takes – all of those dudes to be able to, to get our athletes open and make plays for us. Well, I know that uh, a big goal every year is to beat the rival, but this year that goal also came with a Big Sky Conference championship, and it's been fun seeing all your guys' pictures posing with the multiple trophies and stuff. But for you, I mean, what, what's it like finally getting to be called Big Sky champion? I mean, I never really would have imagined it coming in as a freshman. I mean, it's uh, really just crazy to think that it happened and being able to do it the way it did. I mean, it was really a dream come true. I mean, didn't have wrote it up any better, really. Well, now you have to have this massive reset, right? Because you have this huge emotional-filled win with, against the Grizz, and you cap an undefeated run through conference play. But now uh, the next run starts with the playoffs now here this week with Weaver State coming to town. So uh, how do you go about sort of just resetting yourself from a mental level? I mean, I think it was nice getting that bye week, being able to enjoy it a little bit. But I think the, you got to flip the switch. Uh, we're on to the next opponent. Uh, what's done is done, and uh, you know we got we got five days left as this team guaranteed, and we got to treat it that way. So got to get the job done, and hopefully move on to another week. So just really focusing on this week. Trade Pickering joining us, Montana State tight end here on Nuanas now. It's ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. And it's been so fascinating to watch you guys operate on offense, Trayton, because you guys have just spread the ball around as much as any team I've ever covered. And I think that's been a huge key to your guys' success. What's it like playing in this offense? Because it seems like no matter who you are, there's a chance you might get the ball, but there's also a chance 15 other guys might get the ball as well. So uh, how how important has it been just being able to spread the ball around? No, it's been nice. I think last year we depended on, you know, just a couple players just making a lot of plays and, you know, this year we have a lot of playmakers that when there's when their number's called, they're able to go make plays. And, you know, I think there's 11 guys out there that are able to go make plays every uh, every down. So, I mean, it's nice being able to depend on literally anybody out there instead of just a couple of guys like last year. And I know that it is a group effort, but one guy I wanted to ask you about just because I think he has a great story and uh, he's been so good in big games this year is Elijah Elliott. And uh, 
I know internally you guys had a ton of respect for him, but what, what's it like just watching him break out like he has, especially these last couple of weeks? Oh, man, I mean, I love the way he runs. He runs hard. He's really shifty, and he's always keeping his legs going. He's super fun to block for. I mean, he hits holes really hard, and, you know, I just love him. His attitude's great, and, uh, you know, I just love the way he holds himself for sure. Trade Pickering here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as uh, SWX Montana Television and the uh, ESPN MT app. Montana State hosts Weber State on Saturday in the second round uh, of the FCS playoff game. Uh, Trayton, what do you remember about the game against Weber back in October? One of the craziest games I've ever covered. What are the, the thoughts that come to your mind when you think back to when you played Weber the first time? Um, I definitely think about the special teams. I mean, obviously there was a lot of points scored both ways, their long snapper, and then us giving up uh, a blocked field goal, which was by me, and then uh, two uh, returns for touchdowns. So, I mean, really trying to hone in on focusing on that uh, as a team, just really getting those special teams down. And then as an offense, just really focus on being physical and getting off the ball. It seemed like you're you're right. You had the two return. We were had those two returns for touchdowns uh, in that game on special teams, but it seemed like Coach Vegan was pretty hot <laughs> after the second one. But since that moment, yep. since the second return, you guys have been great covering kicks. So I mean, do you think that was a turning point for you, sort of a wake up call? No, definitely. It was definitely a, a point of emphasis after that. I mean, giving up two returns, you're not going to win too many games doing that. So that was definitely a big focus on getting that dialed in because I felt like our return hadn't been as great as it had been but since then I feel like they've been really turning it up and doing a really excellent job let's talk about the matchup then with Weber obviously special teams will be a huge factor um, but as we always see in these rematches a lot of times it's a completely different factor uh, that becomes the primary factor so just broadly special teams aside what do you see when you when you look look at the film what do you what have you seen so far early preparing for the Wildcats I mean, obviously, everybody knows their defense is really good. Their D-line is super athletic and big, and their linebackers can move, and they're just really well coached up on defense. So, really just our coach has given us a really good game plan and executing that to the best of our abilities. And at the end of the day, t kind of always tells us just get off the ball fast and try and hit somebody. So, um, just really starting off fast and not getting behind so much, especially early in the game like we did last time. One other teammate I wanted to ask you about, he plays on the other side of the ball, but it's Callahan O'Reilly because we're doing a little senior profile mm-hmm. on him. I know that he's been oh, yeah. uh, a great leader for a couple years now there uh, for the Bobcats, especially a guy playing in the town he grew up in there in Bozeman. So oh, what have you thought of just mm-hmm. uh, his leadership? How much does he sort of set the pace for the defensive side of the ball for you guys? No, I love Cal. He's an excellent leader. He's somebody that comes to work every day, and he works really hard and. I mean, he had an off-season surgery, and he was able to rehab that back. And you know, he just works every day, and it shows up on the football field on Saturdays. And so, I'm really excited that he's been able to have the year he's had, and uh, hopefully, he can keep it going here through the playoffs. And I know, as a position group, you guys uh, probably had a lot of pride in Derek Snell landing on that first team. I know they had to kind of carve out a, a fullback spot for him, but I was happy to see him get on there because he's been so impactful uh, in a variety of ways, whether it's catching it or running it or blocking on the perimeter. So uh, probably a little pride for your guys as a group as a whole to see Snelly up there on the uh, the first team all-league. Oh, yeah. No, it was it was amazing seeing him up there. I mean, somebody was joking we have to name him Slash because he's tight end slash fullback slash quarterback. So 
no, it was awesome to see him up here there. I mean, he's so dynamic. He's able to return return kicks and run the ball, throw the ball, catch the ball. I mean, he does everything for this team. So it was really nice to see him get some accomplishments for that. Trayton Pickering, Montana State, tight end here on the Montana State Minute. It's presented by JNV Restaurant Supply. Trayton, last thing for you then. Uh, like you mentioned, it seems like you guys have a, a huge sense of urgency going into this game. You know you only have five days as a football team left guaranteed. So um, how do you sort of translate that on Saturday? What are the keys for you guys against Weber State? I mean, just be really detailed this whole week, watching a lot of film, making sure that we prepare like we did the last few weeks, uh, and just really hone in on our craft and just be detailed. There you go, Trayton Pickering, Montana State Minute. Weber State in Bozeman on Saturday. Trayton, thanks for being here, man. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Whether you're in the restaurant business or you just want to host any big event, JMV Restaurant Supply can make sure you have everything you need. JMV Restaurant Supply is your home for everything kitchen. Whether you're a bear or a bobcat, an eagle or a Scotty, JMV Restaurant has everything you might need. They have locations in Bozeman, Billings, and Great Falls. If you can't make it in, JMV also has a great website, jvrestaurant.com. Get everything you need for your next event at JMV, your restaurant specialist. For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season. Huge weekend across the FCS this upcoming weekend, including a huge Big Sky Conference versus Big Sky Conference game in Bozeman, Montana. It's time now for our Across the Sidelines, presented by Vance Thompson Vision, where we profile and interview subjects for the opponents for both Montana and Montana State. The Grizzlies headed to Fargo to take on North Dakota State, and the All-Big Sky second-round matchup in Bozeman features Weaver State coming off a 38-31 victory over North Dakota playing at fourth-seeded Montana State. We're joined now by Ty McPherson. He's an all-Big Sky receiver and a senior for the Weber State Wildcats. Ty, thanks for being with us, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Excited. First of all, you guys have had uh, playoff rematches before. I, you know, I hearken back to 2019 when uh, you came to Missoula uh, towards the end of the regular season and lost to the Grizz and then got them back down in Ogden and, and beat them. Uh, to go to the semifinals there in 2019. So you guys have experience doing this before, but when you first saw Montana State land on the docket after you guys pulled that one out against North Dakota last week, what would you think? What do you think of getting a chance to have a rematch with the Bobcats? Excitement, for sure. I mean, I think the game a couple weeks ago up there in, in Bozeman was, was a crazy game for both teams. You know, there was a lot of ups and downs. A lot of, you know, it's just it's two really hard fought, lots of good athletes, lots of, you know, guys that just, Love the game going at it, and you know we felt like we had one slip away from us, and we uh, we we had a feeling after that game that if if we could, you know continue to take care of business the rest of the year that we we'd get that matchup again with Montana State in the playoffs. So you know that that was a a, co- a common conversation around the locker room was that you know we're going to get those guys again. So let, like let's just keep taking care of business, do our things, and. You know, once it comes playoffs, we're going to get them again. So when when we saw the bracket on Selection Sunday, we we weren't surprised at all, and we were excited. Well, we'll get to sort of recounting that last game, which was, by all accounts, the craziest game we've covered this year. 
in Bozeman. Uh, but first, let's talk about this last week. You guys had a, a tough North Dakota team come to town. You were drilling them early, 24-0 right out the gates. And then they come storming back. So what were the key factors? How were you guys able to, to hang on for that 38-31 victory last week against UND? Yeah, I mean, props to North Dakota. I mean, Missouri Valley Conference teams, you're, you're always going to have a good fight with the big sky in Missouri Valley Conference. And we knew going into that game they wouldn't give up. And one of our biggest things was we, we got to, like, once we get the lead, we got we to gotta keep adding to it. And so, you know, they, they never gave up. Their schemes got better in the second half. They outscored us in the fourth quarter. But I, I think for on our end, we just started doing things that, you know, weren't part of our game plan. We were making things up. Some guys weren't, you know, doing their job. And it, it cost us on a couple plays, and we let them get back into the game. But at the end of the day, in the playoffs, it doesn't matter how you win, you know, whether it's 7-0 or – 55 to 48 whatever I mean you, you're just happy to get out with the win and advance the next week and we yeah now we're just preparing for a really good Montana State team. Ty McPherson joining us here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app or maybe you're listening on the Big Sky Breakdown podcast Ty's joined us on the Big Sky Breakdown podcast one time previously this year as well and uh, Ty, I just want to ask you about the stretch of your guys' season that I thought was was definitely a, a huge challenge for you guys, but also probably defining moments for you guys as well. And that is when you played that game against Montana State in Bozeman, but then you got the Grizz back down in Ogden the next week, and then you played Sac State as well. And I know you guys just got the one win in those three games, but you played really well in all three of them. And I think a testament to just how tough the Big Sky was this year. So uh, how would you just sort of sum up that stretch and also – how much do you think this Big Sky Conference play in general prepared you guys for this playoff run? For sure. I mean, the Big Sky Conference is as deep as maybe we've been in a long time, in my opinion. I've been, I've been around for a couple years now, and this is definitely the deepest we've been. And I would say the Big Sky Conference this year is the best conference in the country when it comes to, you know, obviously that we have the most teams in the playoffs. But, yeah, I mean, we every year you, you usually have a stretch of, two, sometimes three games that are just tough teams. And, of course, we got Montana State, Montana, Sac State back to back to back. But for us, that was that was a huge challenge, and it kept us really motivated. And, and then, you know, finishing off with Idaho State and then Northern Arizona, those are two, you know, successful teams. So, I mean, Idaho State had a, had a rough year, but good athletes on both sides of the ball for both teams. So, I mean, yeah, finishing with those two teams and a good NAU team that gave us a good run. That, that set us up perfectly for for our, for the playoffs and, you know, playing tough teams, teams that will never give up. And I think we like where we're at. And, yeah, we're, we're just really, really excited. We're preparing, you know, as much as we can for another good, you know, uh, matchup this weekend in, in, in Bozeman. So things are, things are shaping, off, shaping up really good for us after that tough regular season ending. The Weber State-Montana State game, October 22nd, was, I'd say, top 10 craziest games I've ever covered, maybe even top five craziest games I've ever covered. It was definitely the craziest game of this uh, Big Sky season that we were on hand for between ESPN Montana and Skyline Sports. And, uh, I mean, you just couldn't even believe it. And I know a lot of people want to talk about the long snaps out of the back of the end zone, but that was only a part of it. I mean, you guys had kick return and a punt return for touchdowns in the same quarter. I mean, I think you guys were up 24-9 to and you'd only touched the ball one time and that was on like a three-play drive after a Tommy Malott's early pick 
uh, that you guys turned into a field goal and just all sorts of back and forths and just a crazy game. So uh, from your perspective, I mean, what do you remember about it and just how difficult was it to kind of settle in because it was such a an unorthodox start and just such such an unorthodox game? Oh, I mean, the first half, I felt like uh, the offense, we weren't even on the field. Like you said, we had some big-time special teams plays and then just some crazy, you know, some longer drives by them and some crazy deals with, you know, some mistakes. But, I mean, that's that's the game of football. I mean, I've never seen a game like that. But, I mean, uh, the receiver room, we, we took a – you know, we took responsibility for a huge part of that game. And me being a, a senior and a captain, like I, I, I took a huge, huge part of that game to, to my, to my chest. And I just, we all decided that, Hey, it, it's one game. We got to move on. We got to finish off the season strong and we'll get them again. And so we, we've just tried to stay humble through it, really tried to clean up the mistakes we made. And, you know, there was a lot of them, but there was also a lot of really good plays that, you know, watching the film again, it's it's helping us a lot, and it's given us even more good ideas and good and good schemes. So we're just, you know, crazy game. Can't let it affect you. Can't you can't think about it. But we're just excited for the rematch, I guess you could say, and just playing them again. And and yeah, it's just it's two two football teams that play really good offense, defense, and special teams. Play hard. It's great atmosphere. It's going to be a great game this Saturday in Bozeman. Ty McPherson, Weber State senior wide receiver, a all-big sky selection this last year. One of the leading touchdown scorers in the league. Caught 10 touchdowns this past year for the Wildcats. Weber in Bozeman on Saturday, 1 p.m. kickoff, second round of the FCS playoffs. It's Across the Sidelines, presented by Vance Thompson Vision, helping you see across the sidelines all season long. Uh, last couple things for you, Ty. First of all, um, how much do you actually analyze – just the film from the last game since it was so unorthodox. And if you do use some of it, what sort of things do you think that you guys can take and, and, uh, and maybe improve on uh, from the last matchup with the Bobcats? Yeah, I mean, as, as crazy as the game it was, there were still some really good things we did, and there were still some, a, a ton of things that we got to clean up. So, I mean, just watching certain individual players, see how they've changed from that week until, you know, their last game two weeks ago against Montana – certain things like that, watching individual players and seeing, you know, what they're doing up front, what, what's going to be good for us, what's going to be good in the past, you know, just the normal film study. But, yeah, that game was – it was crazy. But a lot to learn on both special teams and offense for me. And then a lot of defen- defensive guys are just, you know, trying to figure out exactly what the game plan is going to be and and how Montana State's going to utilize, you know, a couple – Really, a really good returning running back, and Tommy Malott, and then Cha- and Chambers as well. You know, there's there's a bunch of weapons on offense, and we just gotta make sure we're dialed in in the film study room and just doing whatever we can to prepare for a really good matchup this Saturday. Well, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about your guys' outstanding running back. That uh, seems like he's back to full strength as well. Josh Davis has been a multiple time All American and uh, such a stalwart there at Weber. And I know. Uh, this last year has not gone necessarily how he wanted, but he broke out in a big way last week, 129 yards rushing. So what sort of element does he bring just returning to your guys' offense? Josh is an absolute warrior. I mean, when you Josh, – Josh Davis is the kind of guy you want to – you want on your team. And, and, you know, as a receiver, we – of course, we want we want to catch as many balls as possible and all that, but I love blocking for Josh Davis. I mean, he always makes you right, even if I – 
don't necessarily have the greatest block. He always makes that, that right cut or that right move, and he always makes your film look a lot better. So, I mean, it's it's been awesome. I, I, we feel bad for him. He, he's fighting through a lot, and he he's feeling really good, and he's looking good. But, you know, this season has been tough for him. But our running back room is, is deep, and we got a lot of guys that are hungry and humble, and they just they do their job, and that's all you can ask for. Ty McPherson, Weber State here on Nuanas Now, last thing for you, Ty, then, what uh, what are the keys for you guys if you're going to keep on moving on here in the FCS playoffs? Just doing the little things. I mean, we got a we got a really young team, but we also have a lot of guys that have played in a lot of a lot of big games and have played in a lot of games. So, you know, if we if we just trust the game plan, which we always do, we have great coaching staff. They always put us in great positions, and they do their job. If we can just do our job and execute the game plan we we're a really good football team and we do things right and and i think that's what it's going to take for sure against the really good disciplined uh well-rounded montana state team they do it they do it well on all three phases of the ball so if if we can do our job if we can do the little things correctly it's it's going to be a really good game and we're gonna we're gonna put ourselves in a good position to you know go up to, go up to bozeman and put on a put on a show and 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 overall, just have a just just going to be a good game, good atmosphere, and hopefully we'll come out of there with a win. Weber State at Montana State Saturday afternoon, Bobcat Stadium, a trip to the FCS quarterfinals on the line between two of the Big Sky's best, Ty McPherson, Weber State wide receiver, joining us here on ESPN Radio. Ty, appreciate the time, my man. Thanks so much for always carving some out for us, and uh, best of luck on Saturday. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Coulter. I appreciate your time. Take care. Blackfoot Communications continues to lift up our local entrepreneurs, delivering the resources needed to transform ideas into businesses. Our C2M beta program was founded with the mission to connect local entrepreneurs to more. With access to more professional expertise, more state-of-the-art technology, and more development resources, our 12-week program delivers the foundational and modern skills required to transform influential ideas into thriving businesses. Apply today at goblackfoot.com slash apply. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any Town Pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. Nuwana is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. And we continue to look across the sideline as we preview FCS playoff games involving the Montana schools, including University of Montana's matchup at North Dakota State. We're joined now by Cody Mauk. He's a senior offensive tackle for the NDSU Bison. Cody, thanks for being here, man. How you doing? I'm doing real well. Thanks for having me on. Uh, first and foremost, uh, last year I thought one of the quotes of the year came out after the national championship game. I asked Coach Entz, uh, after you guys had beaten Montana State, uh, about the offensive line and specifically about a couple of the senior offensive linemen that NDSU had last year. And he said, man, NDSU is offensive lineman you. So I know that you guys love it and uh, you embrace it. Just talk about playing offensive line, though, there for the Bison. I mean, what's it like uh, sort of – I mean – us offensive linemen, we kind of get overshadowed a little bit, but it seems like at North Dakota State, you do get a little bit of shine. So just talk about playing offensive line there for the Bison. Yeah, like you said, I think it's just kind of embracing, you know, your role. For us, uh, 
it's more of a developmental program. So, you know, you're not coming in to expect to play right away. You're kind of waiting your turn. You know, for me, it was like three years. And then finally I was kind of thrown into the mix. And, and when you get your shot called, you know, you just hope you're ready and you just play ball. And um, at that point, yeah, it's just, it's just playing football with your buddies. You guys are so good at, at developing uh, offensive linemen. You mentioned sort of having to wait your turn. It, it, patience is obviously a part of it. How do you, how do you think the program though has been so successful at developing guys physically? I think it definitely is all in our strength staff. You know, we have uh, our co- strength coach, Coach Kramer, is, that does a great job not just with offensive linemen but every position. I mean, you know, there's there's if you look at our offensive line, there's guys who come in at two twenty, there's guys who come in at two fifty, and they gain fifty, sixty pounds within a couple of years and. Uh, um, make sure it's a good weight that you're putting on too. So I, I think it all kind of stems back to him and, and our strength staff. Well, that seems to be the the tie that binds too, right? Because he's Coach Graber. He's been there forever, I think, right? And there, been here for a while. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Cody Bauck joining us here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. He's the offensive lineman for the North Dakota State Bison. Uh, just just put this season into, into words for us, Cody. I mean, what's this year been like compared to years past? I know that. You guys have the two losses, which is crazy for NDSU, but you're still, you know, number three seed in the tournament and uh, have had a great year. So uh, what, what's the year been like so far to this point? Yeah, no, it's been, I think it's been a good year. Like you said, a couple losses, obviously, you'd like to have back. But, uh, you know, the thing I think that, you know, we're most proud about is we're playing our best ball towards the end of the year. And, you know, you just hope that that con- continues. Uh, you want to be playing your best ball through the end of the regular season and then into the playoffs. And, you know, maybe we've dealt with, uh, we've dealt with a couple different injuries. Uh, with guys on the team, but I think our young guys, people who have stepped into those roles, have really done a good job with just stepping up and, and kind of being the next next man up. We mentioned one of the injuries. I know Hunter, Hunter Lepke probably out for this upcoming game, but I know you guys have so many guys behind him. So what sort of confidence do you have in, in the other guys that are uh, carrying the mail for you guys? Yeah, we have – I mean, we have a bunch of confidence for anyone who, who gets the ball. You know, we're – as offensive linemen, we're thinking, you know, it doesn't matter who's back there. You could, you could take anyone and, you know, we're going to try to – make holes for him and make him look good and you know they're going to make us look good so you know we, we have a really good running back room uh, really anyone quarterback room anyone who's going to carry the ball behind us you know we feel just fine about uh get, getting the ball how about you and just your, your time there at, at north dakota state hankinson north dakota i got that right is that where you're from that's right yeah real what, small what, town what's hankinson like i mean how many people live there I think there's about 900 people in Hankinson. Wow. So that's like a big yeah. town in Montana, right? But that's like an average-sized town, Montana, North Dakota, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, well, how big was the high school? I mean, was it was it a huge jump for you when you first got to the Division One level? Well, definitely. I mean, I, I think uh, the average class size of Hankinson is probably 18 or 20 kids. Wow. I played nine-man football in high school. So, uh, you know, that was definitely a bit of a jump. Not only – you know, the speed increases from high school to college, but also you're adding people onto the field when I was used to. So, I mean, it was definitely a big jump, but uh, a couple of years getting acclimated to it and the uh, game slows down a little bit for you. Cody Mack joining us here on ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. Oh, sorry about this matchup there with the Grizzlies. Montana has a ton of tradition, just like North Dakota State does. Is that something as players you guys are aware of? I know it's been seven years since these two teams actually played, so nobody that's actually played in this game. But what do you think of just sort of the prestige of this matchup? Well, yeah, I think guys, especially, you know, maybe North Dakota or more local guys understand, 
um, that Montana is a team with great tradition. And, you know, me growing up a Bison fan, you know, when I'm young, I'm watching and, and you know, battling back then. But, uh, yeah, it, we definitely recognize, you know, how two, two great traditional programs going at it, uh, two really good teams, too, this year. So I think it's going to be a really exciting matchup for us and for the fans, for the states. What do you think of the challenge of just the, the Grizz defense? Really unorthodox, probably a tough prep just in a, in a week just because they do so much crazy stunting and slanting. From an offensive line perspective, how do you prepare? Yeah, it's just like you said, it's just a lot of stunting, moving games all over the place. People just, just – never ending up where you're going to expect them to. I think it's just kind of, you know, playing under control a little bit, but uh, you just try to watch as much film, as many cut-ups as we can, try to get as good a beat on uh, what they're going to do as we can. And uh, at that point, just kind of playing under control and just playing fast. Is it tough pre-snap, just identifying the front and stuff like that, or, or can you kind of figure it out when you're looking at, looking at it on film? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say it's actually, you know, not too hard to, ID stuff and, and figure stuff out pre-snap, but the thing is post-snap it might look completely different than what it was going to be pre-snap. So maybe this week for us is getting a good beat on if they line up in this, there's a good chance it could be that or you know something like that. So it's uh, um, pre-snap really not too tough to recognize, but it's, everything that goes on post-snap, that, that's going to maybe be a little bit uh, of a challenge. Well, it should be a fun matchup in Fargo on Saturday. Cody Malk joining us. He is a offensive tackle for the NDSU Bison. They play Montana uh, in Fargo. Uh, last thing for you then, Cody, what do you think are, are just the keys for you guys uh, if you're going to get through Montana and also uh, go on another run? Because you guys have been so accustomed to going on the, on runs this time of year, these last 10 years. Yeah, I think our biggest uh, you know goals that we're shooting for is uh, just control the line of scrimmage both sides of the ball. Games are won in the trenches, you know, offense and defense aligned. So just trying to control that as, as much as we can. And then just, you know, taking care of the ball on offense. You don't turn the ball over. You don't give the other team uh, more chances to score. And, and on defense, you know, we can get a couple takeaways. Like those are just great recipes for success. That That's kind of, you know, what we build our game on. Montana at North Dakota State, second round of the FCS playoffs, Saturday afternoon in Fargo. Cody Bauck joining us here on Nuanas Now. Thanks for being here, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season.